you've got to use faith in God to make it work. See, so you've got your own resurrection inside of you. Your resurrection lays inside of you in your spirit. I know when Jesus died on the cross, his soul descended into hell and preached to the souls that were in prison, that repented not the long-suffering days of Noah. His body went into the grave. But before he died, he committed his spirit into the hands of God, into the hands, into the lion's command my spirit. So you see, his spirit went to God, his soul went to hell, his body went to the grave. Now, that spirit that was in him was the spirit of God. That spirit in sundry times and diverse manners anointed the prophets to bring the message to the people. In the last days through Christ, uh, now in these days here through the gospel. Now, when we receive Christ into our heart, there's all that we have need of. There's eternal life. Now, Christ could not come back until three days was fulfilled because his spirit was behind a screen, like a bar, like this, that he could not cross over that bar because it was the spoken word of God that he was to lay in the grave for three days and three nights. Now he could not come back until that three days and nights was up. Then when three days and nights was up, his spirit was loosed. It went directly to his soul, and his soul came back and picked up the body and fulfilled what he said. I have power to lay my life down. I have power to take it up. Amen. I have power. Now, each one of you have power the same way because you are sons and daughters of God. And the very Spirit that's in you this morning, the Holy Spirit that's in you this morning, that same Holy Spirit will raise you up. So you have power to raise yourself back up. When you die, your soul will go into the uh, under the altar of God, not in right in the presence of God. Now your spirit will go to God, but you cannot come back. You remember the Bible where it said the spirit, the souls are on the altar, crying, "Lord, how long? How long?" And they could not return until the scriptures fulfilled. Like Christ could not return until the scriptures fulfilled. Then after the, all has been done, all the suffering's over, the brethren has suffered the same things, or we've suffered like they suffered, and so forth. Then on that day, you know exactly where you're buried. Your spirit will be turned loose from God and will come to the soul. Now the soul is that part of me who knows and understands your intelligence. You remember the vision I had not long ago, and the little translation went into that place and saw those people? Amen. Now your spirit will come back to that body and that that kind of a body, the soul, which is the body that does not uh, have to eat and so forth. If this earthly tabernacle will be dissolved. We have one already waiting. A celestial body. And with that spirit and that soul and celestial body, you'll raise up again. This natural body was that great millennium. Uh, you have the power in you now to do that. Now, but that power that you have in you now could make a new world. God doesn't have little weak spots and big heavy spots that's powerful. The least little touch of God is omnipotent. Amen. See? The least little touch of God. So you know, so I'm trying to get you in faith now. You know that something has happened to you as a Christian. Do you know it? Amen. You used to ride down here in the muck with all of the muck and sin and 
believe that Christ forgave your sins, you raised up above that stuff. Amen. Now you're riding up here. The above all of it. Why? Because that you believe that you are a Christian. Then when you accepted Christ and the Holy Spirit came to you, then you have faith in the Holy Spirit that gives you power to ride above that kind of a life of sin. Well, now, the only thing you have to do to ride higher into healing is just have more faith. Amen. Just keep pushing out. And there you are. Now you're sick and you're not a Christian. Become a Christian right now so that that healing power will come in you by becoming a Christian. And that will give you faith to ride above sin. It will give you faith that everything that you have need of in this journey is right in you now. And the only thing you have to do is have faith in God that pushes that good things out of you with which is in you by the Holy Spirit. Do you understand clearly now? You got a, a, Billy told me last night, called me and said, come in this morning, especially for one person, come thinking we're having services this week of those seven uh, seals. And they brought a sick child, I believe. And if you're here now, sir, remember, you cannot, your your faith will have to go for that child if it's, if it's a little infant child. But now, let me take another scripture, if it's all right. Just all right, yeah, just remember, now in the Gospels, we read over in the 16th chapter, I believe, of the Acts, or that Paul and Silas was in prison one night. And they'd been beaten because they cast the devil's spirit out of a fortune-telling girl. And it was, uh, and she, her masters, had uh, got angry about it and beaten them, put them in inner prisons. And then when they did that, well, Paul and Silas was praying and God sent an earthquake and shut the jail down. The Philippian jailer, being a centurion, which to lose his, his uh, prisoners was to be his own life, but have to pay for the prisoners. He pulled his sword and was going to commit suicide when Paul ran forth and said, Do yourself no harm, we're all here. And this centurion had some impression they had had about Paul and them. They might have sung hymns, they might have testified or done something. But whatever it was, they know that they were a holy man. They know there was something different about those men because quickly he asked, What must I do to be saved? Amen. What must I do to be saved? Now Paul said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I and I house shall be saved. Well now, if believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't mean that his salvation would save the house. But if he's got enough faith in God for his own salvation, he can have the same faith for his house. And his house will have to come in. The same thing. Same as Job did, as I said the other night down in Georgia at a meeting. I said, Job, he said, now, I don't know if my children have seen But what if they have seen And Job had one thing to do to be righteous, that was offer a burnt offering. He said he would offer the burnt offering if his children had sinned. Then they would be forgiven of their sin. And it was a good thing that Father does. That's a good thing he fathered. We need more of those kind of fathers today. And Job offered the burnt offering. That's before his tragedy set in. But when his children was all killed, and his sheep all destroyed,
go do it. Well, that's the same way it is by the law of God. The law of God is faith. And we got faith here this morning to Amen. heal any sickness, to do anything. Amen. But it's controlled by law. And that law is faith. God's law is faith. Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire, you pray, if you can believe you receive it, you can have it. There you are. So it's a faith that controls it. And faith is given to us just as we have need of. Now we have to God lost some of some faith, some another faith. It isn't some great supernatural power that you have, because when you become a Christian, you, you already have the power. But you like faith in operating that power. Amen. So now this morning when you come to be prayed for, remember the Bible has said this. This is true. James 5.14. If there be any among you sick, let them call the elders of the church, let them anoint them in order to pray over. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and God shall raise him up.
this right hand side. That's good. And it, I want you to play only believe. While they're coming, let's us bow our heads and rest the audience. And let's be in prayer for these people who are coming. Our Heavenly Father, we pray to you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, these poor, sick, suffering humanity that's in this terrible, disastrous condition. I believe you, Lord. I, I know that your words are true. They are so true. They cannot fail because they are God's eternal and everlasting word. They are all powerful like God is because they are a part of Him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now we believe that, Lord, with all our hearts, with all our souls, with all that's inside of us, we believe it. And I've tried in a simple, childlike way to present it to the people that they might understand and know that the power of God lays within them. They can only have their faith and follow God's heart. That's how they were saved. They come and repented of their sins and was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. According to the Bible of Acts 2 and then Peter said that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And here it comes. Just to tell you because it's God's word made manifest. Thank you, Jesus. Well, now the same thing, Father, we know is true when we are not the sick with all and pray over the prayer of faith shall Save the sick. Yes. God shall raise them up. Thank God may each one leave this altar around this place this morning so happy rejoicing and knowing that God is healed. Amen. Lord, be made well. For we commit them to thee now. In the name of Jesus Christ, may each one be healed and kept the vision. What it means, like Abraham, call those things which are not as though they were. Amen. No matter what the result is, that has nothing to do with faith. Hallelujah. Result is nothing. Faith's already come to hold. And faith is the substance of things hoped And the evidence of things not seen. God, make it sink deep in their hearts for their need. I go as your humble servants to stand here along with other servants and pray God to put in our heart for these sick people. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Somebody said Brother Ethel Beaver was in the building. Now, I think there's another minister here at the prayer this morning. We would like to ask all the ministers here what they are. You can come up here and stand around this altar with us. And uh, uh, Brother Ben, thank you. Come out and stand around here around the altar here so we can have prayer with these people laying hands on them. Now, as they play the song and the ministers are taking their place here, so we each one can lay hands on them. Let's see coming down across the mountain. I see a man coming. What any different from any other man? He's just an ordinary man. Kind of small in body, rather frail. As we see him look his eyes down upon a, a scene taking place down in the valley. It was his apostles. They had a boy down there that had epilepsy. And no doubt what they were saying, healing, Lord, healing. But you see, just saying healing, Lord, healing won't do it. That just won't do it. There's got to be something behind that healing, Lord, healing. And if I can get you to believe that, and believe that with all your heart, you're going to be healed. If I can get you to really see the vision, I look over the side of the sun, maybe shake you, maybe push you, harder. Believe it, brother, believe it. Hallelujah, believe it. Healing, Lord, healing. 
just saying Christ stood for all of us. He stands for all. And as soon as this girl becomes a Christian, then she wants to stand for somebody too. Showing that the Spirit of Christ comes within us when we are really saved. Now that's really fine. I, I certainly appreciate that, that fine Christian spirit of believing. Now I just remember, now to this young lady, she's here somewhere, and to another Catholic lady that came by, and uh, I'd like to say these words just before I turn the service to her page. Is this. Now, the Catholic Church was one time like this church. If you go back and read the Bible, which we believe and you know that the Catholic Church was the first church. That is true. But it got away from its teachings. This was the teaching of the Catholic Church. But you see, they got 600 and some other books that popes and so forth has written. It's just as holy to them as this Bible. So see, what this is, you haven't changed. What you've done, you've just been converted. See? Now, if you take, of course, I guess, maybe some of you, the other two this morning was women. There might be some Catholic men sitting in here. If you go back to the history of the church, if you might ask your priest, the action of these apostles in the Bible here, was that the way that, was that early Catholics? They'll tell you yes, and that's true. They were. Now, they looked like kind of religion they had. They met in little simple places. They never said, Hail Marys or Our Fathers. That's a tradition of the church. What did they say? They praised God. They screamed. They cried. Look here in Acts 2 when the holy apostle Peter and James and John and all were together. The Bible said they spoke in tongues. And they screamed and even acted so, so filled with the Spirit until they acted like they were drunk. And even to the outside world act, are not all these drunks? And then Peter, the apostle, the holy Saint Peter, when he stood up and he said, Man and brethren, these men are not drunk, but they're filled with the Spirit as the, as the Bible says they were. Now that was an early Catholic church according to the teaching. Now you see, after about 200 years, the dignified began to get into the church. Then what they do, they made their first organization at the Nazi Council in 8606. They made their, when the Nazi Council was held at Nazi alone, they began to get all the great dignitaries in and they just formed a church and made a church. And that broke four or five times. They went, they went from that to the bishop, from the bishop to a pope, and from that to come to the Greek Orthodox and different ones to live. Just broke up the way you see it today. It's just an all kind of breakup. But what we're trying to do, my Catholic friend, see, we are Catholic too. We are the early beginning Catholic. In the church that they call us now mostly, we're referred to as because we believe in the Pentecostal blessing, that's where the Catholic Church is organized. In, in our organizations of Pentecost today, if, it, if this world would stand 500 years longer, this Pentecostal organization would be more formal than the Roman Catholic Church is today. It's just getting farther away, same way. And when you organize, you make a lodge out of it. And then you just become lodge and members and unconverted souls. To my precious dear brothers and sisters, to all of you, as a servant of God.